Welcome back, y'all. We've got another interview. It's a big week. It's a big day. Four or five industry uh, manufacturer interviews released on the same day, the Late Night Vision Show. If you're coming into this channel, it's hopefully because you are seeing all the new stuff. You want to know what's coming out. You want to be on the cutting edge and be the one that tells all your buddies, hey, did you see this that's coming out? Uh, today is January 7th. If you're watching it the day that it's released, January 17th, Tuesday, the first day of SHOT Show, uh, all the shows are going to be released today, but tune back, tune back in on Thursday, the 19th. Uh, Jason and I have our live from the shot show episode, our live from the shot show show, where we'll be doing a lot of recap of what we've seen just in the prior two days. Definitely don't want to miss that. But if you're watching this show, it's for a specific reason. Maybe you're interested in this manufacturer, but Jason Robertson, owner of Outdoor Legacy, tell them who we got on the show right now. We have got a longtime fan favorite. We have got uh, an interview today with uh, Pulsar, specifically with Mr. Jeff Murray. He is the executive vice president of sales at Cellmark, which is essentially Pulsar USA to us here in the States. And Jeff is a good friend and a longtime uh, friend of our show. And we cannot wait to talk to him to see what Pulsar has got going on for 2023. I think if there's a one manufacturer that we know is always always innovating, always uh, keeping all the competition on their toes, it's Pulsar. Uh, they've been around for a long time. Uh, they're kind of the old, you know, like a Ford and a Chevy in this industry. They're the old standbys and everybody wants to know what they're going to do. Uh, this year is no different. So let's go to the interview with Jeff. Welcome back. Uh, here we are with Mr. Jeff Murray, uh, the Executive VP of Sales at Walmart Pulsar USA site, Mark. Uh, I tell you what, Jeff, thanks for being back on the show. You're no stranger to the show. I've got to say that uh, I haven't looked back at all of our past shows and counted, but you probably register as the most reoccurring guest on the Late Night Vision show. Yeah, I think this is number three, maybe number four. I know uh, last year was, I think, the first year we haven't done it in a while. So, yeah, I'm very excited to come back on the show again and uh, talk some some thermal stuff with you guys. Well, you for definitely sure. do not get any special award for that, for being on the show the most. I'll just say that. <laughs> but I know if you if uh, I know that y'all watch and I know all of our past uh, episodes here recently, we did the best of and Pulsar. Uh, brought home a lot of hardware this year for best of scopes i and congratulations on that and thank you again for being on the show this is this uh episode obviously we are not in vegas right now but it is being released on the first day of shot show uh 2023 a lot of man a lot of eyeballs on the industry this week for night vision uh thermal hunting people want to find out what's going to happen what's coming out new and trust me if you're watching this show Right now, we're going to get to all the stuff that you really care about, but we want to talk a little bit about some some th stuff before we get into the, to the breaking news. But talking about, Jeff, um, you know, coming off of a big year, every year there's a lot of uh, big news from Pulsar. There's a lot of uh, innovation that goes on, a lot of new scopes that come out. Uh, a lot of people always talk about, man, I got to memorize a, a new model number or, you know, what does XQ mean? What does 35 mean? Uh, and now the titles of the names of the scopes just get longer and longer. Uh, yep. <laughs> but uh, with all that being said, 
let's recap a little bit of the the highlights of 2022 and really starting with the recent price drop uh, of the XQ models, the XQ Pros, like the XQ35 Pro, the XQ50 Pro, and the XQ uh, LRF Pro, which went down, you know, $300 basically uh, each model, you know, settling down into a kind of a different price bracket for a lot of people. So uh, share us, you know, give us a little insight on on that. And also, you know, some of the things that I guess you're most proud of being the, the you know, the leader of the company and uh, and going into this year. Yeah. So we're, we're really excited about that drops on those systems. You know, we took a lot of feedback from dealers over the last six, eight months when we released the pro version of all the Thermi online and really just came down to the conclusion that the key price points in that area for the level of quality we were getting, we were missing just slightly. So we decided that uh, we wanted the XQ35 uh, pro to come in at that $3,000 retail to 999. Uh, and then have a jump every $500 from there. So XQ50 uh, for that 50 millimeter lens and a little bit higher base mag, you go up $500 and then you have another $500 on top of that for the LRF uh, <clears throat> system. So we wanted to kind of have staged out where it had you know easy price jumps for you guys to walk mm -hmm. through. So you guys now have the Talion, uh, you know, the Talion XQ at $2,500. You've got the Thermion XQ at three thousand, XQ fifty at uh, you know five hundred dollars more, so thirty three five hundred, and then the uh, XQ LRF at a uh, you know four thousand. So it was just kind of a natural progression that we wanted to create a little bit of space between those. We thought we might have had just a little bit too much space between the Talion XQ thirty five and the Thermion mm -hmm. two Pro XQ thirty five. So we wanted to basically, you know, get that more in line with the quality and, you know, the performance that you're going to get and all those. So we kind of, if we move one, we kind of had to move all of them. There wasn't a, <laughs> it was difficult to move. Just you couldn't just pick, oh, the XQ50 and just move right. that one. You had right. to kind of make a decision on the whole series, how to move that and where it would flow nicely for uh, not only um, Cellmark, but also for Cellmark Pulsar, but also for retailers to be able to talk through the customer what they can expect with each level that they're getting. So that under $3,000 price range is stacked <laughs> with yeah. a lot of quality with the tally on and the XQ 35, man, that's, that's a tough decision. <laughs> uh, and then you've got, you've got, uh, you know, the XQ 50 laser rangefinder model, the pro version uh, mm -hmm. being uh, under now under 4,000, which is a great deal. But I also want to talk about something that Jason and I mentioned on the show and then I promise you, we're going to get into to the breaking news, y'all. Uh, but how uh, Pulsar, uh, how they are now performing, and, and really, I, I guess the credit has to go to uh, the guys over, you know, Ludus and all the guys over in, uh, you know, the factory. But the pro sensors, how they are performing at night in bad weather, how they, the, uh, you know, the, the, I think the perception in the past was, well, sometimes Pulsar doesn't perform great and humid weather and in bad conditions we're they're whipping tail now <laughs> and jason and i on our testing if it's the pro sensor if it's something else but ever since those pros have been released this past year the the picture image at night has been fantastic at night in bad weather in fog and humidity uh, am i on the right trail there with that sensor i mean yeah. is that is, is that what we're seeing 
Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we're in some are we're in Texas and, you know, right now it's middle of, you know, first part of January, it's going to be 75 degrees out there today, sunny <laughs> yeah. at night. It's going to get, you know, in the low forties dry mm. and for thermal, that's, you know, my opinion, in my opinion, that's like a perfect scenario. Mm-hmm. It's hot. Sun comes out, heats up all the, you know, the passive heat objects out there. Then you have obviously your heat objects like pigs, coyotes, whatnot. They're always going to be hot, but it, you have a big temperature change uh, between day and night. It looks really good, but where there's certain areas in the United States, the Southeast, um, sometimes up in the Northeast, Midwest, sometimes you can get those days where there's not a whole lot of temperature change, foggy, mm-hmm. overcast, more rain, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and we really, and with Pulsar being, you know, a Lithuanian company, um, and part of the products being, you know, part of the distribution channel being in Europe, we wanted, to, they wanted to make sure that it's a lot more overcast, a lot more rain, a lot more, very different conditions there than the United States for the most part. And they were focusing on making units perform really good in those bad conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when they come over to the United States, they perform, you know, even better because we, you know, their winners, I, I, classify them almost like the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. uh, in the United States, mm-hmm. that's like a common winter for over there. Yeah. Um, much more overcast, much more, uh, fog, <clears throat> misty, rainy conditions where, you know, that does happen in the United States quite a bit, but not near nearly as prevalent as what that is in different countries in Europe. Well, I tell you what, Hans is right. I mean, we said that, I mean, we literally have talked about this out loud after testing these XQs and testing them against all of the competitors uh, on the market and really going, oh my goodness, these optics are are outperforming their competitors at, at night in these terrible conditions. And it's so it's it's not just it's not just that they're doing it, but it's they, they came a little bit from behind and going, oh my goodness, they leapfrog and, and you know you talk about those conditions and uh, being over here in deep East Texas, you know, where I'm at right here next to Louisiana, uh, down South. It, I mean, we live in a rainforest. I mean, we, mm. we literally, we, we get, you know, 50 something inches of rain a year, high humidity. Yeah. And I've been taking these optics out and, and what you're talking about, you know, it, the, the temperature didn't change 15 degrees from midnight to noon and taking them out in these nasty conditions, even in the rain. And I've just been like, Oh my goodness. This is what they looked like on a good night before. I mean, it's just, so anyway, I don't want to be a dead horse, but I think that, 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 uh, and I'm going to assume, I don't want to say this because y'all know I'm not the engineer here, but I think probably it's that lower, uh, millikelvin rating that ETD, you know, that sub 25 that those units are getting into, uh, it, it's it's making a big difference. And again, sometimes these numbers, I know that to all of us, you know, we're we're just a, a bunch of country boys hunting. And then you go, I don't know, show me what it looks like. Well, the proof's in the pudding. I mean, it's yeah. we, we're seeing that the, difference, you the, know, in the, reality. Yeah, the lower millikelvin sensor definitely helps a ton. Uh, we're getting. You know, we have a very strong partnership with Linred, um, the sensor mm-hmm. manufacturer who uh, we use in all of our systems now. So that partnership uh, with Pulsar's um, R&D team and engineering team and, you, you know, all of that, they've been able to tweak these uh, units and get the most out of them that you possibly can. 
So it's that's kind of the way, um, you know, they've been able to progress this unit. Um, yes, better sensors help, but also the familiarity with these sensors and always trying mm -hmm. to squeeze every little last drop of uh, mm -hmm. performance out of that. Yeah. Well, I, I want to say real quick thing. We're fixing to jump into the, the breaking news, the new stuff that's going on. But I, I know sometimes and we, we may not have explained this well in the beginning. I know Jeff has referred a couple of times to Pulsar and Cellmark. Just for guys that are new to this, they're not exactly sure what that means. Cellmark is the sole North American distributor for Pulsar. They function as Pulsar USA. So sometimes people say, well, call Cellmark. Well, that means call Pulsar USA, and, and that's <laughs> and they have multiple brands, Sitemark, Kofiager, other brands. So anyway, I just know there's some people that are like, okay, who's Cellmark? I just want to make sure every time we do this that people that you know are newer to the industry aren't sure, but basically uh, it's Pulsar USA. That's, that's who right. they're functioning. At, yeah, this so. partnership dates back, you know, almost 20 years now. Uh, we've been, I've been with Cellmark for 16 years now almost, and uh, this this relationship predates me, so uh, this is, we have a very strong um, working relationship with them in terms of what our market needs, what they're seeing over, over there. And we make some, you know, very, uh, all the decisions we make are very joint business decisions that uh, hopefully are beneficial to, uh, to everybody in the, in the, in the supply chain. Good. All right, guys, you've waited this long. I know it's what you want to hear. You don't care about last year. You were there for that. You want to know what is going on for 2023 for Pulsar. Uh, here in the U.S. So, so Jeff, go ahead. I mean, I know you got a list of stuff. I'm excited about this stuff. Uh, let's hear it. What, what you got first on your list? Well, so we've got basically five things that we're going to talk about today. So, first thing that affects not only existing Pulsar users but some future ones as well. Uh, there's now going to be a Stream Vision Ballistics app that's going to be available for all Thermion 2 LRF XP50 Pro units. And it will be coming on some newer versions that we just released, like the XQ50 LRF and some other uh, units that we're releasing uh, at SHOT Show as well. And so so tell us uh, tell us what this is. We, we had a little bit of behind the scenes on this. And I, I've stayed a little confused. And, you know, even today we were talking, I was like, hold on. So, yeah. so give us, I mean, you don't have to go down deep, but tell us. Shell, what is this going to do for a guy that has one of your uh, LRF models, laser range finder, for people that don't know, laser range finder scopes that is compatible with this? What is this going to do for them in a nutshell? So basically what you're going to have is a separate app called the Stream Vision Ballistic app. And you're going to go in that app, set up a profile. Uh, if you're running 300 Blackout, 6.8 Grindle, I mean, 6.8 uh, SPC, 6.5 Grindle, whatever caliber you're running um, for what you're hunting with, you'll go on there, you'll put in your, 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 your ballistic data. And then we've got a, you know, we've got a backend system that essentially understands what that ballistics data is doing. Type in your temperature, everything from A to Z that you can imagine on your, just like your normal long range shooters use for all their ballistic data. And then you can <clears throat> input that into your app. It connects to your scope. And then once you laser range find a unit, there's a setting on your scope where you laser range find it and then an inverted X will come up for your holdover point. It does not move the reticle. The reticle is not moving up and down, um, anything like that. So if you have a, a hundred yard 
if you're a hundred yards zero on that and you're taking a shot, you know, say you're shunning with something kind of crazy, like 300 blackout subsonic, uh, you want to do something a little different that has a lot of fault, like a lot of drop in it. So you're able to plug in those ballistics and, you know, once you hit range on there, there'll be an inverted X that shows up, um, on your vertical cross on your vertical crosshair of where you need to hold over, uh, for that. So it's pretty cool. Um, now that, you know, if you are, if I know the guys up North, some of your coyote hunters that are making in the Northern part of the United States that are making longer shots, you know, 250, 300, 350, 400 yards at night is a very, you know, aggressive shot. A lot of people think that, Oh, I can hit a target of 500 during the day with my day scope. And then they think they can do that exactly with their night scope. I'm here to tell you it's a different ball game and this allows you to make um, more precision shots at longer distances uh, if your skill level yeah. will, uh, can relate to that. So, so is this going to help guys like me hit more at, at 50 and 100? No. <laughs> oh, no. There's no yeah, you're you. not going to be able to your six five Grendel, which is what you were shooting last time we were running yeah. together. That's it. Your six five Grendel at 50 yards to 100 yards. <laughs> Pretty sure it's not really having a whole lot of. Uh, That's it. When you go hunting with Jason, it's like uh, you know he's like, "Let's scoot up, let's scoot up," and I'm like, "Jason, I can smell the pigs from here. How much That's closer do we got to get?" <laughs> so, so everybody's clear. I mean, this is something you're not having to buy an extra accessory. It's not anything that you're having to buy to add on. This is a just an app that goes with the LRF Pro models that already exist that people already own, and a tool that can be. Uh, used uh, on something, you know, being able to, like you said, you're not moving your reticle. You're just giving that person a spot, uh, a secondary, I guess, a mm-hmm. secondary reticle to, to or. A yeah. You're giving them, out. essentially you're giving them a holdover point on what yeah. to do on that. And yeah. if you have wind, if you have a Kestrel and you know the exact wind and the direction, you can type that into the app and it'll create a holdover for you on the, you know, not only yeah. the elevation, but also the windage. So there's, there's other things that it can do. This is, you know, the first stage of this, I'm sure there's going to be a whole lot of application for this that we haven't thought about yet uh, for what, for what this looks like, but it's pretty exciting. You know, we've tested this at the ranch uh, with some of the Pulsar people uh, back in, I think it was October and we had a 300 blackout and we're consistently, we had it zero to the hundred and we had taken that out. I believe something in like the, uh, I know, in that 500 yard range, we were, you know, pinging still pretty good. Wow. And then we stepped back a little farther and we're having a little bit of issues, but that was mainly due to like wind and, yeah. and, you know, yeah. other, other environmental factors. But this thing was getting, getting it done at multiple distances yeah. from what, what we've been able to, uh, the limits that we've pushed it through um, has been, has been really, has been really surprising to me that you could take a shooter that, you know, has never, shot thermal past a hundred yards, 150 yards, and then watch them hit a life-size uh, hog target at 400, 500 yards. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Jeff, I've got one more question on this and I just want to clear this up. And if you don't know, I'm putting you on the spot here, but <laughs> do you know for sure exactly which models or past models yeah. that this is going to, because I, I was a little confused and I know that's going yeah. to be the one question everybody wants to know. So right now it's gonna it's starting off with the Thermion Sioux LRF XP50 Pro. At when 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 we release this um, here in the coming 
uh, weeks. That will be the first model that it will be uh, it will be available with. The, shortly after that, it will be the XQ50 Thermion 2 LRF XQ50 Pro. There is an XG LRF coming out of the Thermion series that we'll talk about in a little bit. Those are the three versions that it's going to be with out of the out of the box. And then we're working on um, we're working on backdating that with the Trail 2 LRFs as well. So no for sure date on if that's going to happen and when and where, but uh, there, that is something that we're working on previous models that have been out there uh, to, possibly. to work with that. Yeah. Yeah. But right possibly. now, okay. right now, LRF XB 50 pro future near future LRF XQ 50 pro and LRF XG 50 pro or XG 50. Awesome. Well, well, let's do this. So you, you, you've already, you kind of leapfrogged here, but we're going to, we're going to move your list. Nice segue. You've said it twice. So yeah, segue in. (laughs) What is this XG that you speak of? And I want to be clear. There are some people know about this thing. I mean, it's, it was, it was announced. I believe it, it may be EWA or something in Europe last year, just softly. We didn't hear a lot about it, but, you know, Hans and I had a chance to to see this. Uh, I think a prototype. We know it exists. It's coming. Tell us all yeah, about it. The worst kept secret ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we did have plans of getting this out sooner than you know what we're releasing now, but you know, life happens and things happen. So we do have two new XG units coming out in the rifle scope line. Uh, one thing I want to say, XG has typically been, in the United States, been known for the BAE 640 12 micron sensor. So that is the Thermion XG that's been out for two and a half, three years now. Mm-hmm. Um, this is now a Linred 640 12 micron sensor that are going into these units. So completely yeah. different sensor um, that, that's going into these. So we have two different versions coming out. First one's the Talion XG35. <laughs> I, wasn't, uh, I wasn't moving enough so my energy saver lights popped on so like i was saying the talion xg35 it's going to be coming out with a 640 uh, 640 by 480 12 micron sensor uh, in the exact same body as the talion x uh, q35 right now mm-hmm. we're going to have that retail uh, tentatively right now we've got that retailing at 42.99 so 4300 will be the map street price for that guy mm-hmm. that retailers will be able to, to or end users will be able to pick that up from retailers and <clears throat> yeah just really excited about having a, another you know uh I, I don't like the word entry level price point because it's not an entry level scope it's not, right. it's nothing to do with that um, there's a little bit, there's more of a, I guess, a more of a value price point than the XP system that we, Thermion XP 50s that we've had in the past. So, you know, those have always started at $5,000. Yeah. Now we have a, a unit that's $700 less. It's a little bit smaller. It doesn't quite have the image clarity that the XP has, but you've got a little bit higher base mag um, and with that 12 micron sensor and a 640 unit. So, yeah. So, so I want to just be clear. It is forty two ninety nine, forty three hundred. Correct. Yes. Yes. Because in some earlier talks, you, you said forty five, and I just wanted to oh, be hundred no, 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 percent yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Okay. Forty three. There'll be a seven hundred dollar retail difference between the Thermion XB fifty Pro and the Talion X. Uh, I'm saying all these XQs and XG. <laughs> the, the XP, got me already yeah. mixed up a little well, bit. Yeah. 
one thing I want to just touch on briefly. I mean, again, you know, this is going to be something that Hans and I will be reviewing these on the podcast, I'm sure, very soon. But, you know, you mentioned this, this Talion, you know, XG at this $4,300 price range. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. You kind of did right there. You said it's it's not going to be the exact identical image quality to our Thermion XP. You're leaving some room there in price. There's going to be it's it, it's going to be like you said a little more of a better value for the guy who just can't quite get over that hump. Maybe he doesn't quite want to spend that. But you know mm-hmm. he gives up a little bit of, of image quality, but then he gets a better price. So I know that's yeah. always the question: is like, well, is it the exact same unit and the you know cheaper? Yeah. It's it's going to be a little different. Yeah, so the lens system on the Thermion models is a little bit different, which is going to um, respond to a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to have a little bit more sensitivity in there. The Thermion series, you're going to have your uh, two battery options, your internal battery and your external, where the Talions, you only have your, excuse me, your external battery. So there are a few little uh, small things on there. It's just a matter of, you know, depending on your hunting conditions and your budget and what you're doing, things kind of change. So you, sure. you know, if you yep. hunt, if you're hunting pigs uh, inside 100 yards, but you just want a 640 system, then that's just probably your sure. uh, probably your unit. But if you mm. are doing, you know, if you really want the best image quality, and you know, it's in your budget, go with the yeah. Thermion too. So, mm-hmm. so, so let's roll on now. Tell me about this. This is where we were headed. You got another XG mm-hmm. unit here. It's going to be the same sensor. I'm assuming. Yep. Same sensor, and so this is brand new. That it is, you know, the Talion XG35 was lightly leaked last year at Iwa, uh, but this is a new unit that we'll be releasing at Shot Show. So the Thermion 2 LRF XG50. So the same sensor that's in the Talion will mm-hmm. be now in the Thermion 2 with a 50 millimeter objective lens, and will li- will round out the LRF series um, in the Thermion line. Uh, very nicely. Mm-hmm. So what essentially this is, so you got the XQ50 uh, LRF, you'll have the XP50 LRF, and you have the XG50 LRF. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everyone's like, well, you we already had the XP, why do you have the XG? Well, I can tell you the big thing that we wanted to have was a higher base mag. So mm-hmm. you're going to go from a 2X to a 3X base magnification, which mm-hmm. doesn't sound like a lot, but it is, a it's a big, yeah. it's a big difference in the, in the thermal world. So that's the, that's the thing that, um, you know, we had a lot of coyote hunters up North in the Northern part of the United States that are really passionate about this. Uh, right. they, they were requesting this pretty hard and, um, we decided to go ahead and give this a go. And, and, and I, you probably said it there, but, but it's basically going to be the same, same $6,000 price point as the mm-hmm. XP pro LRF. Correct. So, yeah. Good. Thanks for bringing that up. So, everyone was wondering kind of how we're going to price this and what we're going to do. And what's the difference between the quality between the XP 50 and the XG 50 and the Thermion series. So we are going to have that price at the exact same price that the current LRF XP 50 pro is at right now, which is $6,000. There's two trade-offs here. Uh, So one, one route is you're going to have a slightly larger magnification due to that 12 micron sensor. So you have a base mag of 3X versus the base mag of 2X, but the XP50 sensor is slightly more sensitive. So your image quality in your bad conditions in your rain and, you know, overcast, drizzle, all that good stuff, it's going to be, your XP is going to shine in those conditions where your XG is going to 
struggle a little bit more, mainly due to the sensitivity, um, mm -hmm. the middle Kelvin rating um, mm. behind both of those sensors. So it's the trade-off is, do you want more mag with a little bit of less sensitivity mm -hmm. or do you want less mag with more sensitivity? And it really comes down to, we wanted the user to say, they're the same price, what fits you better? I, we didn't want mm -hmm. to price these separately and try to influence someone based on money. Yeah. We really wanted to say, what hunting situation are you in that this fits you better in? And mm -hmm. if you're in the Southern part of the United States and you're hunting hogs and you're in Louisiana or Mississippi where there's, it's muggy and hot and you know, all that, you probably need to go with the XP system. Right. But if you're in North Dakota and you're hunting coyotes during predator season and you want, you need to be out, reach out and touch somebody a little bit longer. And you, you've got the, uh, you know, you typically don't have, um, you know, those, you have a little bit more dry conditions out there in the Western part of the United States. Yeah. And you, you will probably give up a little bit of that sensitivity to have that extra base mag. Okay. So you've but I'll got say this, a couple, you, yeah, you put two, you guys tested this with us in October. If you put the X, like we did it on just a, your average October, Texas night, I think it was probably 55, 60 degrees outside um, at night, whenever we tested this thing. And I was hard pressed at the time to tell a difference between the two based on the climate that we were in and the settings and everything that we had, but it does, I have tested both of them on, on rainy, misty condition days. And there is a big difference when you get into the, the more, you know, less favorable hunting conditions, sure. uh, the XP does shine better. Yeah. So Jeff, you've got, um, a couple more units here. We're going to talk about, um, there's, and again, this is one of those, uh, there, there's, there's something old and something new. And I say old, yep. it, it's still new. We haven't seen it yet. Uh, well, we, we have seen it, but the market hasn't seen it yet. It is uh, an optic called the Duo. And I'll let you explain a little more about it. Hans and I got a chance again in mm -hmm. October to play with that thing in both daytime and night conditions. And I tell everybody, I'm, I'm not willing to give my full review of it yet. We're really anxious to get it out and, and, and you know, long-term spend some nights in the field. But it, it was really, really cool unit. Mm -hmm. Again, and guys, if y'all are on social media and you're following uh, the Pulsar USA account, they have been promoting this. Uh, I, I want them to stop because everybody calls and goes, <laughs> when can I get this? Right. And I'm like, it doesn't, it's not here yet. But no, yeah. the, the duo, tell them what it is. This is, mm -hmm. this is, before you say this, Jim, I'm going to go real quick. I'm going to go on the record and say, mm -hmm. this is the way of the future. I, yeah. I, I am going to bet money that this will not be the only two optics that we ever see from Pulsar yeah. like this, nor other manufacturers. I think y'all are going to be the first to pull this off here in the U.S., and I think this is going to grow in the industry. So go ahead, tell them about it. Yeah, so Duo uh, is short for essentially what we call the dual-channel, uh, multi-spectral dual-channel system. It's not a fusion system. This is a you have to pick whichever channel you want, whether that's mm -hmm. uh, 4K color digital or uh, thermal. So this system, the first one that we released uh, about a month ago, a month and a half ago, was the Thermion Duo DXP50 which is, you know, it's the XP50 essentially, but with, instead of mm -hmm. having like a laser rangefinder on the top, like the LRFs, there's a digital camera essentially that's on the top where you can have, use this in full color daytime mode, mm -hmm. or you can switch it over to thermal mode, whatever you're doing. So if you're sitting in a stand or hunting during the daytime, uh, you can use your daytime, you can use the daytime 
um, application. And then if you are staying in that same stand overnight, you can flip it over there. You can also uh, invert these where you can have uh, the digital in the main screen and then on the PIP have the thermal. You can, you can flip that polarity where it's thermal mm. and digital. There's yeah. a lot of cool things. So you're able to, you know, you don't understand how much, you know, game animals you miss while just looking through your daytime binoculars. You know, I do a lot of hunting out in West Texas, big wide open country. Thermal changed the game for me out there from a handheld perspective. Uh, I'm able to see deer and different things moving um, in brush lines three, four, 500 yards away and then find them with my traditional daytime optics. So mm. um, there is a lot of features that this packs in, you know, of, of, of having a, a very quality digital scope and a, I mean, a tried and true thermal in the XP series um, mm. all merged into one unit. So uh, that one released a while back and that was a 2X base mag on the XP50 and a 2X base mag on the, on the, on the digital part. So when you flip back and forth, you have the same field of view. Mm -hmm. um, now we are coming out and releasing at SHOT Show the DXP55, which has a two, it's the, the thermals, the thermal channel is the exact same. What's changing is the digital channel is going to go from a 2X base to a 4X base mag. Mm -hmm. So what this has allowed us to do is um, typically during the day, you're more comfortable in terms of positive idea, positive identification of what that animal is and your, your comfort level during the day of making a little bit longer shots is better. So having mm -hmm. that base mag at 4X um, allows you to make shots at longer distances a little bit more comfortably because just, just like thermal optics, digital optics, whatever it is, um, when you increase the magnification, you are degrading that image because you're zooming in on a screen. Mm -hmm. So this allows you to get um, a, a slightly larger uh, base mag on this unit right here. So we'll have both a, a two a two X on both channels, and then we'll have a four X on the digital and a two X on the on the thermal channel. Yeah, I would say this is definitely the the way of the future. Like Jason said, I'm, so many people wonder and, and talk about using thermal during the day. And uh, when we've had to answer that question in the past, we always say, yeah, you can use thermal in during the day, but it's not going to look as great as it does at night. Um, there's, this has been, this is what the future hopefully entails and in, in the future of thermal optics, the ability to have one scope and go out and day and night hunt. There's a lot of uh, predator hunting contests, wild hog hunting contests, 24 hours, day and night thing. Uh, we have had a chance to briefly look through this. This was the optic that I'm most excited about. And I know that there are a lot of people, again, uh, that that know about it that have called and said hey is it here yet when is it coming when is it coming i mean they're waiting on this optic to get here because it, of, of what it's going to do for for them for their ability to hunt day and night yeah we're really anticipating this being um you know a little bit of a disruptor in the industry for mm -hmm. what this technology can do as we I, get as we get older you know i think the traditional hunting is still a very you know core part of people's values and upbringing and whatnot but you have a new generation coming into this, you know, old tradition. Mm -hmm. um, kids that are used to, you know, playing video games at a younger age, screen time, which wasn't a thing whenever, you know, yeah. whenever I was a kid. Right. Um, you know, all of these things are, you know, forcing the industry to kind of, you know, adapt and change slightly. So the, digi mm -hmm. the digitization of optics has 
taken, you know, has started the, you know, and it's only going to get better and better as cameras and sensors and and other things Mm -hmm. like that start getting better and better. You're going to see those improvements on what you're going to be able to do. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if in, I don't know, five, seven years, 10 years, you've got guys competing in, you know, three gun and PRS matches and that kind of stuff using digital optics that are helping enhance what they're, what they're doing uh, allows you to record what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, you know, big thing is sharing with your friends, what you've been, you know, the successes are, or failures of your hunt. <laughs> and so you're able to, you know, hit one button and, you know, record what happens. You know, mm-hmm. I was able to, I've got a nine-year-old son who absolutely loves digital optics and his first hunt, we were able to record his, you know, first ever doe and buck kill whenever he was seven years old. So mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those things that I'll have that, right. you know, I'll have that file forever and can, you know, we can relive those memories together where, you know, previous generations, that wasn't an option other than mm-hmm. if you had a really good camera that you were, you know, and were a, you know, proficient in filming your own hunts. So. Right, right. <laughs> Let me tell you how those always went with me yeah <laughs> exactly wasn't any good you i don't care how prepared you are i do this with even with my my cell phone when my kids are hunting and even you know they they use the sight mark rate and they're recording but i've always got my cell phone and i'm like okay and i'm looking and i i mean i know they're fixing to the pull and it's still <laughs> i cannot stand a recall i'm jumping so yeah. hey jeff i don't know if you mentioned and again i i always go back to this i don't know if you did or not what's the price on those two duo models so 5,800 and then 6,000. So 5,800 for the DXP 50. So 57.99 and then uh, 59.99 for the uh, for the 55 version. All right. So guys, you stayed this long. If you've already, you know, if you clicked off, you've missed it. All right. But but we've got uh, Jeff's got one more thing here before he he goes, and this is a big one. This is exciting. Uh, I, I got to be honest. We were kind of trying to lay these out in what order. And these are all exciting. I mean, the ballistic <laughs> calculator yeah. to, together. I mean, I'm not a long range shooter, but I like the idea of the technology. I can see where this is going. I know a lot of our customers are going to be excited about it. I mean, that's big. You know, again, all, all this, we've got uh, the, the Talion uh, XG, again, coming in 640, more affordable. We're all about that. Uh, we started the show off with, with XQs. Uh, mm-hmm. Not only are they better, the pricing is getting better. It's more affordable for mm-hmm people to get into better optics so uh, now we're talking about these duos where we're bringing night hunting uh into the daytime with one optic so guys there's a lot of technology in this little short conversation here that i don't know that people can even appreciate uh where the market is moving and listen i'm going to say this because i know there's guys they're going to watch this and this is what they're going to think. And I, I guys, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to you right now. I feel you. You're going, guys, this all sounds great. $4,500, $5,000, $6,000. This is, that's all great, but I can't afford that. But here's the good thing. This stuff just keeps getting better and better. And this price comes down. Look at where we started with the XQs. We started out, uh, th- these scopes are now sliding down to the XQ35 below $3,000. We've got the tally on, as you mentioned, $2,500 and, and we're getting 
battery packs and video recording and there's so much. So I know sometimes it, it hurts when guys sit here on the sideline and go, I wish I had five or six thousand dollars. But but that has to happen to mm-hmm. push down. It trickles down. And, and you know, again, I, I know that between the three of us, I, I'm preaching to the choir, but I know there's a lot of guys watching this and they're like, everybody forgets about us. No, guys, it, it just trickles down to you. And we've seen it over and over in this market. I've always said, you know, don't buy the, you know, some people can afford the most expensive thing right out of the gate and getting into this type of hunting. There's plenty of options out there at, you know, more affordable rates, you know, Pulsar has uh, digital optics, um, mm-hmm. you know, sub $1,500. You've got thermal starting at 2,500, you know, all, all of that. I would say start on the lower side in scale, mm-hmm. see how much you use it, see how much mm-hmm. you enjoy it, and then resale it on a secondary market. Everyone's basically got a Facebook account or whatever and can mm-hmm. sell the stuff you know, really quick in these communities. And then um, on the second part is, you know, upgrade to something that you, once you know you love and you're passionate and you're using Mm -hmm. this type of equipment, that's when you need to upgrade to see what you can do. Right. That's good advice. Okay. So, so Jeff, here we go. Big news. What is, what are we talking about here? What have you got that is going to kind of shake a few things up? Well, now we have a new, uh, a new, lettering system for you to learn which is oh, you're, you're, you're very great can't wait <laughs> so it's going to be we have a new user coming out called the merger which you guys are aware of that lrf xl50 so with this xl50 this is our first hd sensor unit uh in the pulsar line of products so it's going to be a 1024 by 768 resolution 12 micron unit with a two and a half base mag <clears throat> Mm. So, I'm gonna interrupt you real quick. It, the, the mergers, guys, if you don't know, those are those are a pair of binoculars. So it's not a scope, can't shoot, but it's binoculars. It's handheld unit. But so you're you're saying 1024, 1024 so by 7 HD, high resolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 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 what'd you say the price was? So right, we haven't set the full market price yet. We're still a couple weeks from oh. shot, but right okay. now we're looking at um tentatively we have this slated for uh Seven nine ninety nine. So so eight thousand dollars is going to be the retail on this. Um, we're going to see how the market reacts to it and what this looks like. This is the essentially the first of its kind in a you know mm-hmm. thousand by something sensor HD sensor for a handheld unit in the market. So we're we're really excited about this. There's a customer base out there that you know has this disposable income that wants the best to be able to spot with. You look, you know, most night hunters will use their spotter way more than they're going to use their rifle scope. I don't know right. if to throw a percentage out there, but, yeah. you know, I, I probably spend 90% of the time using a spotter, 10% mm-hmm. of the time looking through a rifle scope That's right. Uh, right. when you're driving around doing whatever else. So uh, I always, these guys that put the screen time in uh, with these units are going to be, I think, mm-hmm. very happy with this, um, with this unit. It's yeah. uh, something that we're really excited about. Um, I, you know, I'm always excited when a new sensor for our line comes into the market and, you know, seeing what the capabilities can do and how far we can push those limits in terms of image quality and, and usability and what conditions we can use this in and, you know, all of that. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing what this unit, um, what this unit is capable of 
you know, over a long period of time. Well, you know, when I'm, I'm, I'm thinking the same thing that every guy listening to this is, and they go, shot 2024 where are we going to see this 1024 unit so yeah where is this sensor going to be and, and and guys um if you're a regular listener to this show and you know you have followed the late night vision show through 2022 and a lot of the changes that have come to the market and a lot of the things we've been excited about um all i'm going to say and i'm going to leave this right here and say told you so this is gonna there's gonna be more of these these high resolution units, th mm -hmm. this is going to, this is coming. I mean, it's the, the technology is improving and how long have we been? I mean, I, I've been in this for over nine years and 640 by 480, you know, 640, maybe about 512. That's been, that's it. That is the highest we've ever got. And we are, I believe we are on this edge and it's fixing to fall over in the next I don't know. I hate to say dates, but two, three, four, five years, we're going to see more and more of these, uh, what I'm calling ultra high resolution or because we always call 640 high resolution. So mm -hmm. ultra high, super high resolution. And this is exciting to get this in a handheld yeah. unit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll talk a little bit about the unit first and then I'll talk about, you know, what the future could possibly hold um, in other areas. So Everyone's probably saying, well, how does this compare to the XP systems that you already have in the merger? Because it's, in my opinion, the merger is the best unit that Pulsar has produced ever in terms of fit, finish, quality, button placement, uh, image quality. If you were to just say, like, that's what I tell everybody. They're like, oh, is the merger that great? I literally tell everybody, it's the best piece of equipment on the thermal world that I've ever put my hands on that just, mm -hmm. when you use it, mm -hmm. you just say, man, this thing works. And it, it, it translates to every environment and everything that you're doing with it. So um, everyone likes to ask, you know, so that's why we put it in this unit is because it's the best, mm -hmm. most complete body that we've put together. So um, the difference between this and the 640, what's the, like everyone kind of knows the difference between the 384 system and a 640 system and what those advantages are, disadvantages are. It's been, you know, everyone's talked about that. Um, when you have both of these on their base mag, uh, the, the 1024 and the 640 systems, I'll say that they, you definitely get a better image quality on the, you definitely get a better image quality on the 1024 by 768. Um, you can see more detail. You can see the little things a lot better uh, detailed with like vegetation and, mm. um, you know, that that sort of thing. So those are things that you're able to do that are a little bit better. Um, where this unit shines and blows your mind is when you start stepping up the basis and magnification. Right. Right. When you go from two and a half to five, five to seven, um, and just to give it a little history, I very rarely... I, Helion XP50 is my go-to handheld mm -hmm. uh, when I'm mm -hmm. in the field or, or this merger system. The merger is brand new, so I uh, haven't had just a ton of those just sitting around for me to take out. Um, so you're typically at base mag, and then the most you're ever going to do is go up one to a, you know, 5X, and because your image starts to, to, to deteriorate because uh, you're zooming in on that. So what you're able to do on this um, with this one when you start increasing that base mag, the degradation of the image quality is is less, mm -hmm. and 
at at like at five x, you're almost at five x meditation. You're all, you're basically looking at what a base magnet yeah. six forty looks like. Exactly. And then yeah. when you step up from five to seven or five to eight, nine, whatever whatever increments you want to go in, um, you know, you're almost at, you know, I haven't done the math and on on all these and all the statistical stuff, but you know, at something like six or seven X, you're almost at like a 3d four system. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's silly what you're going to be able to do and see, um, <clears throat> with zooming these things in at longer distances, uh, with, with these, yes, yeah. the base map, you're going to be able to see, you know, a long ways away. But yeah. <clears throat> when you zoom, if you see a pig at, you know, is that a, is that a lone boar or is that a deer bedded down in a wheat field? um or or whatever else it is so when you're at those longer distances you're going to be able to zoom in and really understand what that animal is and id that animal much faster than you having to you know go on a stock and waste your you know waste your precious time on a on a busted stock because you just made a stock on you know something other than what you're going after well, I will say, Jeff, uh, every year, it seems like when we have these conversations, Pulsar is pushing uh, the age, edge of technology in this industry. And this year, uh, again, did not disappoint. The ballistics app calculator, uh, the Talion uh, XG, the 640 Talion uh, in the smaller frame, lower price point, uh, the Duo, uh, which is a first of its kind, which is revolutionary, the, the 1024 uh, sensor in the merger, which is revolutionary. I mean... Uh, man, kudos every year. Uh, Pulsar brings it. I know it, it helps you. I always talk about being in sales. It's always good to have a good product and work with a good company. And, uh, you lucked out, my friend, you lucked out. It's been a lot of hard work. (laughs) There's been, there's been a lot of sleepless nights and a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, racking our head moments on how do we, how do we get this better and how do we deliver something to, to the United States market that, um, is truly exceptional. And, yeah. uh, we feel like we've, you know, this year with this, I've, I've probably not been, I, I'm trying not to oversell it, but I, I don't think I've ever been as excited going into a shot show as I am right here. The only shot mm-hmm. show that I would probably say would compare to this was when we released the trail and the uh-huh. Helions a while back. That oh, was, gosh, a, yeah. that was a monumental shot show in our opinion for the technology with the batteries. Sorry yeah. about this beeping. Um, uh, and, and all that. So it's been one of those things where I've just been so incredibly, you know, blown away by what's happening in this world and in, in this, um, thermal world with, between the duo, Mm -hmm. um, you know, first of its kind technology being available for the commercial market in a dual channel system. You've got the XL, you know, the the 1024 system right there. Mm There's just so much. Um, there's just so much really cool stuff that's happening, and I'm can't be more excited for four shot this year. And you know, a little little nugget is we're not done for the year yet. Yeah. You know, we've still got another yeah. really big trade show that IWA happens in uh, in Europe in March. And man, you know, historically there's been new units there every year. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, yeah, guys, I think that was called a tease. I think that the was a tease. Yeah, and that's where all the people over here see, hey, there's something new coming out. And like, yeah, it was it was seen at Ewa. So uh just, yeah. just gotta wait a little bit. But uh Jeff, if people want to find out more about Pulsar products, where should they go to? Pulsarnv.com. Uh should have the full spread up there. Obviously, outdoorlegacygear.com. Um, you guys will have that stuff up hopefully when, <laughs> when the launch is ready to go. And 
you know, be on the phone selling and um, getting them, get them some equipment. But yeah, uh, yeah again, this is, uh, uh, we're really excited about this year. Um, and there's, we're, we're just getting started this year in terms yeah. of, in terms of uh, new stuff. So hey, we still have a. I'm going to ask you one question before we go. This is off the script, hard question. I'm going to put you on the spot, but I promise that it's going to, it's going to clear some things up a little I'm bit nervous. for people. Uh, as we know, the, the Pulsar, Digex C50, uh, your digital scope, super, super popular. Uh, you know, there's been some, some issues, chip shortages, some different things over 2022. The thing has been gone uh, for most of the year. Everybody is asking about the unit. They love it. There's all kinds of rumors swirling. It's discontinued. It's not coming back. And let's just set the record straight for 2023. Uh, is the Digex C50 going to stay on is it coming back into production for the u.s yes short answer yes thank you <laughs> that's all yeah. i want to hear that's it y'all yeah. heard it right there yeah yeah, yeah so, we have you know with what um with the things that happened in um overseas this year there are uh, mm-hmm. we did have some supply interruptions uh specifically with this unit and uh they've we've Um, we have shifted we just shifted some production on this unit to some other places around europe and um we will be get with the you will be seeing this unit early in uh 23 um back to hopefully regular schedule programming yeah so that's all i want to say it's not discontinued you heard it (laughs) the joy the joy of zoom calls uh but jeff you know you just every now and then you just need to do like this and people are like, what's wrong? Is he got Tourette's or something? Yeah. He's like, no, between, he's just keeping his lights on. <laughs> between the team's messaging going off on, we're, we're just in the middle of a software change to hopefully help us uh, scale our business. And there's yeah. my chat feature has been going crazy. I can't figure out how to turn it off and well, do that. So I know uh, you have nothing going on. You know, it's right no, in the middle no, of no, Dallas exactly. Safari Club convention. And, you got Shot Show starting next, you know, in a couple weeks. So, yeah. And, and we'll get exactly- and then. I got a feeling that we'll have another one of these shows, you know, right after Ewa, because there's going to be um, some, hopefully, some fun stuff that happens there, and well, uh, I can just keep this long-standing. Um, yeah, nice, uh, we, yeah. We, we we want to, and, and and you know, guys, I know if y'all have watched the show, this is the first time that I think we've done this, probably where we were remote with Jeff. We're normally there at the Selmark headquarters. He was trying to get us down. Uh, over to the ranch to come out there and record this. And I was like, there's no way. And I know how busy that that, that y'all have been there. It's so Mark, like you said, the software change y'all are working through. We've been swamped with customers. It's the wrong time of year, but maybe by e what things will calm down and we'll get to come out there and, and sit there and do that one in person. We all, we all know the real reason, Jason. It's okay. You're just, yeah. you're just you're too stuck in East Texas. Yeah, it's, it it's, I gotta I gotta pry you out of there to get to you know. Doesn't want to leave his town. To happen. The, there, yeah. There's that too, but but the ranch is not going to the big city, so I can. Yeah. It's just not going to the big city, and yeah. you know, I I, I agree yeah. with that. So, so that's right. yeah, we'll, I think the next one we do, and uh, hopefully in March, and uh, prep for some of the Ewa stuff that we have, uh, hopefully have coming out. Um, yeah. I'm I'm really looking forward to sitting down with you guys uh, sometime, you know, mid to late March and talking about, uh, you know, you've well, I've had all these units and field tested them by then. Uh, what your thoughts are on some of these things, and then talk about, you know, hopefully some other new stuff that might yeah. that might be coming out. Might might not. We'll have to wait and see. 
Well, we appreciate it, Jeff. Thank you so much again for being on the show. I know that you got to run because you got to coach like little dribblers basketball association or you're, <laughs> yeah. you're a coach. Got to do what you got to do. I did. I put my time in and, oh, I got so uh, – the kids getting out of that kind of stuff eventually over time was – and me not having a coach was uh, like graduation. It was like – Hey, I got the uh... – <laughs> The uh, the little kinder bees and the, uh, oh, the killer yeah. bees. The two teams, <laughs> kinder and second. There the, you uh, go. Kinder, they don't, the kinder is undefeated because they don't keep score. And, uh-huh. you know, but uh, undefeated. The, the big hey. team is the, uh, our, my third grader. We're, uh, we're off to a roaring 0 and 2 start. So uh, <laughs> we, we need the practice time tonight. It can like, only go up from here. Uh, they might be running. A, they might be running a lot right for Christmas to uh, kind of yeah. get back into that. Uh, <laughs> Make his I see, third I see a lot of. I see a lot of lines and you know line drills and uh, it's yeah, masters coming uh, and all that good stuff today in practice. Yeah, throwing basketballs at them, you know, blowing the whistle in their ear. Yeah, I got it. Definitely hey, have a whistle, hundred percent. I, I got to see a picture of you holding a whistle around your neck doing this. Uh, so. Y'all, we've got a lot of Pulsar stuff coming out. And when you see all these, all this breaking news, that means job security for Jason and I on the show, the Late Night Vision Show. You come to us because you want to know all the breaking news and you want to see all these optics in use. And so we're, we, you know, we're going to be reviewing all of this once it's released right here on the Late Night Vision Show. Again, uh, J- uh, Jason, uh, owner of Outdoor Legacy, myself, uh, and thank you, Jeff. We will be back very soon. We've got more information more episodes from the late night vision show on the shot show specifically so stay tuned right here we will see y'all again soon stay safe in the fields keep making them baking pancakes